Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the joke. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Gang, 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 yeah. Dominic, Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro, yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening with y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Elena Torres. Hey, more pickles in jars, three guys on, right back right. at you. I'm not telling you to turn the phone over, Elena, I'm telling you that it was... Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Ca- it's- planning i'm getting texts about planning we're doing another podcast tonight oh really at draft house yeah because oh for the for uh, countercurrents yeah. and so we're just trying to figure out the who's time. your guest uh, uh, and, um, yeah who the other guy james Domian and the other dude oh the bernie versus trump guy. yeah yeah the bernie versus trump with, with uh Chelsea Short. Uh, yeah yeah Chelsea Short. somewhere right no, now Anthony jl Kovan is mad <laughs> and they have two shows tonight and so we're asking if we're doing after the first show or after the second show yeah. or what's going on yeah I just saw a thing. According to Instagram experts, fruit makes you fat. Fat makes you fat. Carbs make you fat. Protein makes you fat. Need too little makes you fat. Yeah. <laughs> as well. long as you don't eat fruit, fat, carbs, or proteins, but you do eat in excess of calories, you're good. Uh, this is Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, there's a there's fitness a lot Instagram. Of infor- there's a lot of information out there. I'm on that yeah. losing the baby weight track right now and i think it's just eat healthy eat less and exercise here's and what you wait. need to do it. yeah <laughs> that's pretty yeah much it. yeah and, pretty and just much wait it. that's the hard part is the patience yeah. well know? that's why that's what they asked how they get you they're like by summer so yeah, exactly. it's like all right you want this by summer here's what you got to do all right rice cakes only yeah exactly <laughs> i just sat down and had to be comfortable with myself and be like look it's gonna take a pound a week like that is gonna take time that's right. about so, right pound a week is about right yeah uh, so pound no more than two yeah, exactly. And so. your body frame and build, no more than two. That's that's about right. Just on site, more than one. That's about right. Did you write up a plan for Mike B? No, I haven't. But I was thinking about it. <laughs> Didn't you work out with him once? Yeah, he's fine. He just needs to. He needs structure. To, yeah, he just needs some structure. I've tried to write out diet plans for Petey before, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I know," and then he'll throw it away. And Petey worked out with me for a while, and he yeah, he told once. me about that. He threw up once. He did. <laughs> yeah. He did not tell he me that, that part. part. Yeah. <laughs> now, did he is is he a a guy who throws up a lot when he works now it out? It happens. Okay, it so happens. When you got it out of him. Yeah, it happens when you do cardio. It's not even a big deal. It happens. It's really not. It happens. Yeah, if somebody's really out of shape, I'd imagine that yeah, you're can, trying to. Bring it, trying to bring it in. What'd you have? In shape, guys. Throw up. If you work out really hard, you will yak. I I I got <laughs> really will, dizzy the other day. Yak. I've been doing Orange Theory. Yeah. And they, you know, they it's all about pushing your heart rate and yeah, stuff. And they had they had sprints like yeah, a sprint yeah, section. Are you holding At, your breath? Hmm. Are you holding your breath? I don't know. So yeah. maybe yes. Well, I don't know. You're breathing. <laughs> and but during the sprint, there was one point in the sprints where I was like, I don't know, man. 
and I got dizzy and I was like, I don't know, but I pushed through and I made it and I made it, but I definitely could have thrown up. It was yeah. definitely a possibility. Yeah, I feel it starts. Yeah. And then yak, yak it up. Yeah. Wipe your mouth and get back in there. Put me back in, coach. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry about <laughs> Dude, me. It's cool. get back in there. No one's smelling my breath, so I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do a breakdown of the um of the uh wilder the wilder fury fight because I didn't um watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. But, um, like I say, hey, Black History Month, Fury's trainer's black, so there you go. Great White Hope, you know, and we're taking <laughs> back go. the name Tyson. There you go. <laughs> you know, so it's about time. Uh, I have said, this is for like our three listeners that hit me on Facebook about, I guess I had talked boxing about something and they had asked me what I thought about it. Um well, uh, Wilder is not a boxer. He's a fighter. He's not a boxer. He can fight really well. So what that usually means is if a fighter runs into a good boxer, they get outboxed and they get beat, and that's what happened. Uh, Wilder can punch. He came in. He came in heavy. I don't know why he did that. Uh, it clearly wore him down. Should have thrown looked, up more. He looked huge. He should have thrown up more. Look, he looked huge, which I was like, that doesn't look good. Uh, he should have came in a little leaner. Fury's got that black coat, that black trainer now that can't be discounted. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> he outboxed him and he put him and put him away. Made made Wilder's corner throw the towel in. That's that. There'll be a rematch. They got a they got a they got a rematch clause. And then. Well, hasn't Wilder been behind? In fights before, because he can punch, and he's got that bailout knockout he can punch. punch. He's got he can punch. Yeah. He can't box, but he can punch. Ooh, he can punch. He's a fighter. Fighters know how to punch. They don't know how to. They don't know how to box. You know, and Fury doesn't really have a punch. Fury can box really well, and Fury's got a really good chin. So, what does it matter if you're detonating punching bombs off this guy's face, and he's got a chin of Kevlar? Who cares? He's just taking the shit. Boom. And then he comes right back. Boom. And then he comes right back. Boom. And then he comes right back. And then what happens if all of a sudden now he's learned a little bit of head movement and now you're not hitting him? Now what? Got him out. You know? He licked his blood at one point. That was weird. <laughs> oh. That was he, weird. He said, it wanted to taste his blood. Is that what he said? Yikes. Yeah. He said that in a pre-fight. Oh, that's scary. That's, that's, that's showmanship. He did it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's just... He did it. He's also a weird homophobe. I don't really fuck with him too much because he's he's not weird. He is. He's homophobe. licking other men's necks. Yeah, he's a homophobe. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's a straight up homophobe, which tells me that like you know like boozy badass. Yeah, that means yeah. you got some feelings there, trying to there, trying to work through. <laughs> I just wanted okay. to taste his dick. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit, but doesn't mean I'm homophobe. I'm sorry. Did you just say blood or dick? Yeah, They're both bloody. What should dicks. I say? <laughs> Make his dick bloody. I'm all over yeah. it. What should I say? It was a good fight. If I, a fluid like comes a really out of him, fight. it's going in me. It was, I thought it was a good weekend for boxing. That's all I. That's all I really care about. Like, as Andy and I like to say, we're about the show. <laughs> it was, yeah, make it entertaining. It was a really good yeah. show. It was a really good fight, and uh, it's good for boxing. And then and the rematch should be decent. That picture of Wilder's face going all sideways is pretty fucked up. I like the one where he's in the clinch and he's looking in the camera and then somebody put the Martin underneath that when Martin fought Tommy Hearns. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Jamel Hill asked the greatest question the other day. Uh, which which is which? Martin, Fresh Prince. 
Which of the two? Exactly. You see, you see that side you just did. I gotta think about Martin it. Martin or Fresh Prince? Honestly, I think Fresh Prince. Okay. For me, <laughs> I, I just—it just had a—it just had such a huge reach. Like that okay. was the one. Like I didn't get to see a lot. I didn't grow up in the U.S., right? So like Martin episodes, like those didn't really make it out. But like every, even if your English wasn't on it, yeah. you liked Fresh Prince. You knew Fresh Prince. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Martin's high points were higher. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a tough one. That's exactly what I think she was interviewing Ed. Was it Ed Bradley she was talking about? Martin had more classic moments, you know, like Fresh Prince just was solid throughout, but I don't know how many the classic funny moments of Fresh Prince. Well, the Carlton dance. I mean, that's that's part of of dancing culture now. Fresh Prince dealt with far deeper topics than Martin ever even broke ever even tried Yeah, Fresh Prince Fresh Prince got really deep on Far several deeper. Yeah. Just beyond the the dad crying episode, which is the one of the deepest moments in television. Yeah. Why you don't want me, man? You know, that the deepest moments. Fucking Ben Vereen, man. Do you know the do you know the uh, backstory of that? No. They're rehearsing the show and the guy who played Uncle Phil. Yeah. You know, they're trained. Oh, everybody's trained actor except Will, Will Smith, and he's like, "You come on, boy, you got to deep dig deeper than this now. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You know." So when they they do the scene, he said, uh, "He walked over to him and hugged him." That wasn't in the scene because he was like crying for real. So he uh-huh. walked over to him and he hugged him. He was like, "That's what I'm talking about. That's oh, what really? I'm talking about all this time. <laughs> That's what I'm talking <laughs> about." <laughs> Way to act, cool. kid. Yeah, way to go. Good job. <laughs> That's what I've been talking about. You Good guys, job. what you got to give. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I, when when they said that at first, I was like, oh, Martin, you know, because I was a Martin guy. But you mm-hmm. think about the depth of the show that, Make Fresh Prince. that Fresh Prince had. Depends what you're looking for. Fresh Prince for, lasted a lot longer, too, didn't oh, it? Yeah, it lasted longer. If you're looking for a straight comedy, though. Martin. I mean, again, Martin hit higher Holy points. Holy comedy. Well, it depends on what you want. Like, yeah. you know, Seinfeld doesn't have very special episodes no, either, but so many classic of, moments. A lot of depth either, but they have a lot of classic moments. I mean, I mean, how could you say like all the stuff, all the stuff with Jazzy Jeff though? Yeah. Those are, those, it's so silly the, and funny. Getting thrown out? Yeah. The classic yeah. plot it's, lines. The classic. Jazz, the lover of lovers. Uh, like the classic scenes. Those are like punch lines. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta. I have to go back Martin and rewatch. Have, uh, Will this has some good punchlines. Like when he's in a church. I'm talking about actual scene. Like, oh, no. like ah, and they just. Oh. Yeah, but those <laughs> are like just little. Those are punchlines. Those are about like classic yeah. scenes, classic moments, classic plot lines. Well, not like Martin. Like the. I mean, like the plot line. The, the Nino Brown. Oh God. Right. He puts the fake dog. Right. <laughs> it's, that's the so fake, ridiculous. The fake dog. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> So I don't know. And then everybody in the scene is trying not to laugh. They're yeah, looking yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> looking, covering their faces and looking over here. Yeah. <laughs> looking away. <laughs> and, Mar- and Martin never stops going for it. <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> he never broke character. They're, they're all that's trying true. not to laugh, and he never breaks character. I got to go back and watch. I don't think I've seen, watched either one of those shows in years. I haven't watched Martin in a long time. I, I Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, I just watch so often on repeat. Like, I've got that <laughs> yeah. show memorized almost that uh, there's so much there's so many great moments on that show yeah or there's um 
I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. But Living Single or Friends, it was Living Single. I didn't watch either one of those shows. I didn't watch Living Single, but I watched a lot of Friends. A lot of Friends. And then there was the big battle online about between David Schwimmer and Erica, the girl who played Maxine. Because you know Friends is a direct ripoff of Living Single. I did not know that. Okay. I've never seen Living Single. Here's how it went. Okay. This is not like folklore. This is the actual thing that happened. The Living Single was developed by um, Shonda Rhimes. I think it's Shonda. Really? I believe it is Shonda. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't want to. Really? She was developing I stuff that believe, Yeah, it was that early, early? On. I Listen, I don't, let me, let me not put that in the universe just yet. Because wasn't, she, because Shonda Rhimes went. Let me I not know, put I, that she in went, the universe yet. She went to USC, I think. In the 90s. How old would she have been? Yeah, that? I, kid. Like, I don't, yeah, she must have been super Completely. young. Okay, here we go. Let me not put that out there. Let me just see. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Yvette Lee Bowser. Oh, that makes sense. Do you know Yvette Lee? No. <laughs> I don't she's know. Another, she's, I was going to say, you know who that is? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> she's, yeah. She's Being done supportive. a lot of, she's done a lot of, let me see. So we'll do. I was so going to say, Yvette Shonda Lee, Rhimes is too young. Yvette Lee Bowser. So she was developing Living Single. She developed Living Single. She's an American television writer and producer. She's best, best known for writing and producing Half and Half, Living Single, and A Different World. Okay. Oh, okay. When Living Single, she became the first African-American woman to develop her own primetime series. She's 54 years old. Okay. That's about right. Her filmography, she has a different world. Hang with Mr. Cooper, The Wayans Brothers, Living Single. Uh, How come she didn't do any white shows? Because <laughs> huh? the white man wouldn't let her. Well, that's why we had to do Friends. That's as yeah. far as, <laughs> see, she's a creator of Living Single. She's a creator of Lush Life. She has a lot of EPs. She's an, she's a consulting producer on Blackish. She's an executive producer on Dear White People. Executive half and producer, half. that's that. Yeah. Chill, Love. all money life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So while she was developing that, they were kicking around titles for a show, and one of the titles was Friends. And they were like, we don't like that. The cast was mm-hmm. like, we don't like that. Didn't have quite enough flavor for them. They came up with Living Single. But an EP in the room took that and developed the show around around it, a white version of the mm-hmm. show, and called it what? Friends. Friends. Homies? Yeah. <laughs> Friends. No? Okay. It's the same show. Friends is coming back. Did you, it's the see, same show. Did you That's what brought this whole conversation up yeah. online. Yeah. So David Schwimmer, and, uh, and, and he was talking shit online about it. Not that he wasn't talking shit. He was not talking shit. He wasn't talking shit. He was just... The point was that how do you not know this? Right. <laughs> you know, everybody else knows this. You don't know this. Oh, I love Living Single. You didn't watch Living Single, bitch ass. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's compare the shows. Friends, the three boys live across the hall from the three girls. Mm-hmm. Well, it's two and two, and yeah, but. Yeah, well, yeah, what is it? Don't. Does this two, no, Joey, Joey and Chandler live across from okay. Monica and Rachel. But that apartment, ev- at one point, everyone on the show lives in Monica's apartment. Okay. In Manhattan. But then in Manhattan, then where Ross no, lives, no black people lives or far or away. Latin people exist. Oh, Ross yeah, doesn't, right. okay. <laughs> They're yeah, right. Latin. Ross doesn't <laughs> live there. Yeah, okay. Ross doesn't live there. And Phoebe lives somewhere else. And Phoebe's like the She's weird just a free spirit. Yeah. 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 But they all converge but at this apartment weird, building. Yes. Hold okay. on to weird free spirit. Now, yes. living single. Living single. Six people? Uh, five. Five people. Okay. Three women, two guys. Three women, two guys. Okay. Now, they live 
They live in the same building. In close proximity. Close proximity. Same also building. Manhattan. It's set in Manhattan. Three live two live together. Khadijah. Two of the girls live together. Two of the girls live together. Khadijah and Regine. And the other one, Maxine Shaw. Lives she nearby. She has her own place, but she's always at right. Right. Khadijah's house. Right. Okay. Overton and Kyle. Overton is the handyman. Kyle lives in the same building. So they don't live together. They do live together. Overton and Kyle live together. They do live together. Over t- uh, Kyle is a. It's, Overton's it's, the handyman. Overton's the handyman, and Kyle's a white collar guy. It's okay. In, he's kind of flighty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very smart about fixing stuff like that, but he's kind of a goofy guy. And the spacey girl is raging. Is uh, the the oh no no you know what there's four girls. Four, four girls, girls. Four girls, two guys. So it's also out, six. I left out Sinclair. Kim Coles' character. Okay. She's the Phoebe. Do they have a coffee mm. shop? Nipsey's. Is it Nipsey? That's not us, Martin. <laughs> they do have a spot they go to. It's okay. Okay. It's so they a, go to a bar. Because of the Jamaican bartender. Well, Friends okay. was originally supposed to be a bar. Oh, and really? And then they changed it to a coffee shop. Okay. Right. Over time. There is a spot they go to, but they're the ditzy, the ditzy kind of free spirit is Sinclair. Mm. Okay. She's an actress. What is Phoebe Cage's character? She's a masseuse. She's what? A masseuse. Yeah. Sinclair did a lot of jobs. But she she focused in on working for working for Khadija, who was running a magazine. Joey Flavor. was an actor. Yeah. Right. They took they took that. Joey was always, Joey was an out of work right. actor, and then Sinclair was an actor, an out of work actor who worked for Sinclair. But she did act, 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 and then she right. ends up marrying. Um, Overton. Oh, two of the people got married? Yeah, Overton. Interesting. She oh, just Overton. like in Friends. <laughs> Not beyond that. Two yeah. of them got married, and two of them were together. They had a weird antagonistic relationship, but they end up together, Sinclair and Kyle. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, was Brad Pitt on Living Single? Brad Pitt would have probably had a better time on Living Single. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs> Based on the work he's done in Hollywood moving forward, he right. would have had a fantastic time. Maybe it's all right. it's all post-Friends <laughs> guilt that has driven yeah, him. exactly. Like, I like, should have been on Living Single. He would have had a fantastic time on Living Single. <clears throat> I made a huge mistake. And there was a thing of uh, Sinclair is... Uh, I, I remember watching the, uh, they talk about it and like Kim Fields talking about how ridiculous Sinclair's body was <laughs> as a woman. She was like, I'd be trying to work out and then this broad comes in the fucking room. And <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, because Sinclair was, yeah. But that show had a lot a lot more classic moments. I never watched Friends because I had Living Single. Oh, yeah. So we didn't have Latin people. Love friends. They would Latin love people single. love friends like that. That international. Like why do you think that is? Does that give them a taste? Is in their minds is that what America is? I think it's well. I think Latin America. I mean, Mexico is the country I'm most familiar with, right? Because that's where I grew up. But has a comedy, a thirst for comedy, and a comedy problem and that there's not a lot of good comedy in Latin America mm-hmm. and friends is a little bit, it's like why the big bank, the big bang theory does well there. It's the kind mm-hmm. of comedy that big does well. If you show. speak English as a second language, big bang theory, two apartments in the same building. That's yeah. right. That's right. Maybe they just like two apartments in the same yeah. building shows. Once yeah, that pattern just, starts just, working, you're going to stick with it. Just, you know, the, the sitcom model, there's nothing, there was nothing like that. That was really done well for the, Latin market and like stuff made in Mexico and M- Mexico makes most of the entertainment for most of Latin America. It's like a lot of the comedy is like literally a guy in a clown suit making, yeah, <laughs> making pun jokes. Well, Sabado Guillante. 
Yeah, ex- gonna, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Friends is like a, it feels intelligent. Gigantic and advanced, Saturday. Right. <laughs> so like it's. I think it's. Such I think it's a bad show. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> don't get me. Don't get me started on on how terrible Latin American TV is because I know that from the inside and it's <laughs> such a bad show. Yeah, all those what? shows. All those shows now are their ratings are falling what so hard. What do you know hard. about El, El, El Gordo y la Flaca? What you know yeah, about what that? about that? Well, you know. Oh, <laughs> Is that what like about it? What about? Oh, I know all about it. What does that translate to? The, the fat man, the fat and, the man and the skinny woman. So it's, oh. that's exactly what it is. It's a talk show. <laughs> okay, it's a talk show in Latin America. It's I thought it was gonna be like King of Queens remake. Then when <laughs> no, no, that. it's a it's like a morning talk show. Okay. that <laughs> it's bad. in Latin America with a fat guy and a hot skinny girl. Yeah, and are it's they like supposedly like the funny fat guy who has a lot of personality and the skinny hot girl? They and would they, just have her walking around in the right. Yeah, yeah, and it's for no reason. And it's little. It's like Good Morning America. It's the same type of stuff that they discuss, except throw in hot tubs. Yeah. What? Yeah. They would do interviews from hot tubs, like James Brown celebrity hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they actually very, did that. They would do that. Yeah. Oh, this Latin fat American ass TV, dude in the hot tub. Latin American TV is crazy. Like any so, t- like. That's any why time. we watched it. We yeah. all watched it. It yeah. was insane. It's, it's so the crazy. fat, the fat guy and the, <laughs> hot, gordo. the skinny girl. El gordo, El gordo y la flaca. which is the fat gordo, guy, yeah. the fat guy, which is the skinny girl. The skinny girl. Did they rotate out different hosts That's over for, time? That, uh, uh, Gregorio, they, they, this is for you, tend, by the way. This is all for Gregorio. They right tend now. to rotate out the hot girl. Okay. Yeah. The fat guy stays uh, the, fat the guy same. It's always stays, the same fat dude. Yeah, the fat dude stays the in. Fat the, La Flaca rotates out. Yeah. They keep but getting the older. Changing it out. Yeah. Right. Because it's you notice they didn't say a girl's name. El Gordo such and such. Y La Flaca such and such. No. Right. It's just El Gordo y La Flaca. El Gordo... El gordo y la flaca. Y la flaca. It's gordo just flaca. fat guy, skinny girl. Fat guy, skinny <laughs> right. girl. That's a great formula. <laughs> and and now, you know, they've expanded. It's so popular that they've expanded to like radio. They, that I didn't really, know. They've oh. expanded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know, it, it's it's like they, they do radio. They do all kinds of like press interviews. I mean, it's a huge. It's sort of like a, it's I like a franchise. I don't remember I want to say it was in Galilee. Yeah, I did, a lot of, I, I did a lot of interviews for the El Gordo y la Flaca that would like air on the show later. But I yeah. never actually went to the studio you have I to be a big celebrity to go did to anyone the ever pitch it studio. like how about this two skinny girls fat guy two skinny girls let's let's add more el girls gordo, el, el dos flacas <laughs> el gordo y dos flacas you know what let's eliminate <laughs> yeah. the fat guy altogether how about <laughs> yes. no, seven you girls no you fat guy because no, no, he's a fat guy because he's the funny one he's and he's the one that brings it back but you right. know the la flaca doesn't do much other than <laughs> other than be a skinny girl right right <laughs> why do we got one we have right. like five or six right like the price is are, right the shows are ho- I don't want to say they're horrific. They're just no, no. They're horrific. They're <laughs> horrific. Let me tell you, I know all about this from the inside. Some of the Leonte is is fucking crazy. Yeah, I think I think that's finally ending now. So like the problem is with Lat- the problem with Latin American TV is that now this is starting to be a challenge. But Televisa, which is the monopoly that owns Univision, that owns everything you watch that's in Spanish is basically owned by Televisa, which is the company that I used to work for. And Televisa thought of all these shows in like the 40s and 50s and just kept the same model for this entire time. (laughs) And it wasn't until like now people have, you know, Netflix and all these different, that you can get on your phone. So like any person in like a hut in Mexico can watch Game of Thrones yeah. or whatever. So all these shows are starting to have an issue. But Televisa has been making so much money because it's so cheap to right. make El Gordo de la Flaca yeah. that Televisa doesn't want to change. But 
the stuff that happens on Latin American television because there's no post-production like it's, <laughs> it's crazy I have scenes in telenovelas that I that I'm in where I'll be doing some some really dramatic thing and you can hear my bracelets moving up and down like I'll be like why did you do this and it's like like bracelets up bracelets down and like nobody fix that they don't have an anticlinal and there's they'll sound like get rid of those bracelets no no they're just like it's fine like she stood in the right place she said the right thing it's fine just leave it no one will care right like that, that's sort of that's like the attitude for Latin American television it's like just just make sure she looks hot have her stand on the left and cry a lot <laughs> Go, you know, it's like zoom in on those tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you there? Get, you didn't get to grow up seeing any of this. I grew up seeing. I all didn't this see shit. any of this. It's no. bananas. It's is there a culture then we of even like talked about the wrestling yet? By the way. Oh yeah, no, the wrestling. I might have seen a little bit of that. Lucha Libre Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> is there a culture of like TV critics? Like, are there people who like take apart these shows? And, of course. So they actually say, well, this. Uh, I don't like the bracelets thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Fast, no, no, there, uh, there are, there are and like Twitter has become a really important part of telenovelas because the audience, Yeah. because yeah. right now, another reason why the production value is so bad is that they write the shows as they go depending on like Twitter reactions. So like say people on Twitter really don't like your character, like that t- that character will be killed off. Yeah. They'll, they'll get rid of you right away and they'll see what people like and don't like. Right. And there's also there are also like established television critics, but they're criticizing from a point of like if that's your normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that like something that they would call a really high quality show that's different than any other telenovela. We yeah. would look at it and be like, "This is ridiculous." Really amateur, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but that it's just that's been the culture for years and years and that's years. That's interesting. I mean, people have talked about like stand up in other countries, like in like. Some European countries where stand-up is like 25 years behind. Things that are hacky for us are not hacky for them because they're like behind schedule on airline food jokes. Right. And it's just the way they're just evolving slower or differently. You know what they do a lot in Mexico? Two, two man acts. Yeah. Well, now stand-up in Mexico. Uh, yeah, because there's so much more access to stand-up now because of Netflix. And yeah, like that. yeah. It's we really changing. We used to be a lot of two man acts. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Very, it was very vaudeville before. But now it's starting to change where you're starting to get more and more real yes. Mexican comics. But there was yeah. one, there was I won't say his name, but there was one actor uh, who was on one of the telenovelas I did who called himself a stand-up comic and taught stand-up comedy classes Ugh. outside and loved, but this is before all the Bill Cosby stuff happened, loved Bill Cosby and had a, you know, it was really a one-man show that he went around doing that he would sell out theaters along with working in telenovelas and he called himself a stand-up. So he inv- I was interested in stand-up at the time and not doing it. We were on the show together, so he invited me to go to his stand-up show. And I went. He had great openers that were real stand-up comics. His act, three-fourths of it was old Bill Cosby jokes in Spanish. <laughs> that he sort of Classic. Latinized a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, and he told me that Bill Cosby was his hero. Was and his like, name Carlos Mencia? <laughs> 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 no, but it was, I mean, no, but, I mean, it was, but it, it it couldn't be like because it was so it's like from Bill Cosby's most famous specials yeah. his most yeah. famous jokes I was like this is literally just word it's for like word translation right in Spanish I wonder if Mencia ever does I wonder if Mencia speaks Spanish he doesn't I've never heard him speak Spanish he doesn't he'll throw in a Spanish word 
but I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably do it better than he can. <laughs> I'm interested that. I'm interested to see what's happening because you know, Netflix oh, is greenlighting all these people doing a stand stand up special in English and in Spanish. Tom yeah. Segura has one coming out, well, Felipe Esparza has one coming Carmen's out. Carmen's doing something in Spanish. Carmen Lynch? Yeah. Yeah, well she she She's been doing her acting. Yeah, she Spanish. does she does jokes in Spanish yeah. all the I time. I remember when that started for her. Uh we talked about it years ago. She started getting invited to do these shows private one-off shows mm-hmm. do them in Spanish and we were talking about one once because she had come to the draft of Tim in the green room and she had done like the 25 she was like I'm doing this show in Chicago and um, I have to do an act in Spanish and I said she's like I got about 30 minutes in Spanish and that's about it I said well do the 30, I said do the 30 minutes right and then when you get to the end of your 30 minutes, just say, okay, this is it for my Spanish. I am like your children. I don't really speak anymore, so I'm right. out. Now I'm going to switch over to English. I said, they all speak English. Just switch over to English. Yeah, because I, I, I heard, I, I heard her jokes that. and her Spanish is now, clearly a second language. So I'm yes, like, how, yeah. like She's from a Spanish, Spa- Spanish though. Yeah, and but from a Spanish speaker's, yeah. like how do you? Cause like, I, because like I don't know how jokes work. In, I don't know how jokes work in another, in another language. Yeah, I like know, I, I know, know how they work, but you got to like the same with English. You got to go work it out, and like yeah. where you got to where you going to go where? down to Mexico and work it out? <laughs> where? Like, <laughs> yeah, like where a- where in the U.S. like Felipe Esparza works it all out in San Diego. Because okay. I asked him on on our podcast, and he was like, "There are clubs in San Diego where you, I mean, everybody's so." There's so many Mexicans there that that he can just do, but he's but he we had him on our podcast. He was like he told me he was like your Spanish is better than mine. I'm like how are you going to do a special in Spanish? I was I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm like I'm like if they could do it, I could do it. You might be missing. You might be missing a uh, (laughs) an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Just like Andy missed the gate on being um, (sighs) Persian. You know, right? I was my first language was Farsi. Was it really? Yeah, I. I mean, I was bilingual, probably. Right. I mean, it was like I was three, four years old, but right. yeah, I spoke English with an accent. And no way. Yeah, when I was born in Tehran, we were living there, growing up there, and so when we came here, me and my brother both just distanced ourselves from. Yeah. And I think I had our mother like really made an effort to like force it, like to speak Farsi in the house. Right. Maybe we would have kept it, but this was literally like around the hostage crisis. Yeah. And like you know, you don't want to get teased in school. You don't want to get yeah, bullied. Yeah, you want to so like, you want to assimilate so I'm bad. Just yeah. a dark white kid. So, I, but we weren't. But you're not. We weren't so dark that people would yeah. think we were something else. In the else. summer, <laughs> in the summer. I mean, I could get pretty dark in the summer back then. I, maybe right. now too, but um, because of the timing of like what was going on in the world and everything else, I think we probably just distanced ourselves yeah. completely and mentally just detached ourselves from the language. My brother was five. I was four when we moved here. So he had another year of learning the language and speaking right. it, and we both just forgot it. You know, just completely forgot it. Mm-hmm. But could have had a nice job translating at the State Department. Right. If only yeah. our client who does that, she's um, made a ton of money from Lebanon. Yeah, she speaks uh, Farsi, Farsi, French, and Spanish, and yeah. she translates for the government. Because that's the, some people like in in similar situations to mine will grow up speaking it, but they can't read it or write it. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're not necessarily. She can read and write all three. Yeah. Right. So they're not the best candidates for that. But if you can do all that, then. Well, she learned as a. All you got to do is learn as a. Yeah, I've always made a little a little side money from doing translating. You are speaking Spanish to your kid, right? Of course. Okay. All day long. All day long. And anybody that I have helping take care of her doesn't speak English. 
So it's all all day I speak in Spanish, and then when my husband comes home at night, we'll do English. But it's he walks in like speak English, goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this kid. Yeah, but <laughs> he doesn't he'll speak be, French. No, he he learned some French in school, being in Canada, but doesn't. I mean, none of it stuck so we're trying to get him to learn spanish now so now he (laughs) he wants me to label everything in our house with what it is in spanish because i'm speaking so much spanish around him now because now i'm like listen dude she's got to speak spanish it's gonna be an asset yeah yeah so he'll learn yeah i had german as a kid it's gone my brother had french gone you gotta you gotta be in the environment yeah you know and I never picked yeah. up Spanish. I should have picked up Spanish way more than I have growing up where I Yeah, I was going to say in Texas, you might I as well. I should have picked yeah. up a lot more than I have now, like my wife, who's almost fluent. But my sister-in-law is fluent. My wife is almost fluent. But I don't know now because she doesn't really get to do it much, except unless there's a worker floating around here that she'll talk to <laughs> and then she, she, she shocks the shit out of them because right. she, mm-hmm. she speaks with no accent. And they're like, well, you speak very good Spanish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I know all about that. But mine is just... Enough to know if someone's talking shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than that, you know, oh, I know the buzzwords. Yeah, I know the buzzwords. <laughs> I know the buzzwords, motherfucker. I know what you're over there saying. <laughs> you know, I would like to have kept it or should have tried to knuckle down and learn it. I took Latin in high school. What a stupid. Yeah, I took yeah. French for three years. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I mean, I guess I learned enough to offering Farsi. get passing grades and yeah. everything, but. I can't go speak. For, I I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I know more French than Farsi. I know like zero Farsi. Really zero? Like zero. nothing? Like even if you hear it, you don't understand anything? No, I don't like because my mother would be on the phone with her sisters. Mm. Who she has three sisters who also came to the U.S. and she'd right. be on the phone with them talking all the time. Right. None of it registered. Wow. Completely gone. Does your wow. cousin speak it? Well, my cousins, I have. Because my mother has three sisters, all of whom had kids. Some of them know a few words here and there, which means right. they probably spoke it in the house a little bit. Um, they're a little more connected to it. But also, they're, we were the oldest. So we were the ones who were beginning kindergarten and first grade during the hostage crisis. They weren't. They came along a few years later. You know, So they may have grown up at a time where you wouldn't be, like the instinct wouldn't be, let me hide this because I don't want to get teased or I don't want to yeah. get bullied or people are going to call me names or whatever so i don't think i mean i mean like i have a couple cousins who grew up in seattle it might be a little bit of a different environment <laughs> like more tolerant of shit uh other ones grew up they scattered all over the country so they might have just had different experiences i have one cousin who's a year younger than me i don't think she speaks any of it any farsi the other ones are all a few years younger mm-hmm. so we were sort of the the uh the first ones to experience that like culture shock i guess right. of coming here and the other ones were like you know some of them weren't even born there uh, a couple of them were or one of them was but came here as a baby and then the rest of them were born here and grew up here so they didn't even have that first like four years that i had which was you know completely in that culture and then switching so i, I don't know i don't know if it would have been different for me if it was like 1984 instead of 1980 it probably would have been but I specifically remember, and I was talking to Ramin once, and Ramin had a very similar thing. He's mm-hmm. a couple years, a little bit well, younger. On site, he looks very Iranian. Yeah, but well, what, and his name is Ramin. Ramin, right. yeah, yeah, he's right. Iranian on his father's side, so right. he got the name. Yeah, but we went to Seattle for a while, like a couple months or whatever, and drove cross country here. When we came to the U.S., flew into JFK, mm-hmm. went to Seattle, 
stayed with relatives there. My mother's sister had moved there and her husband and then came back. And we told kids in school that we were from Seattle. Like, you know, that's what we said. And then Ramin told me he had a similar thing where he told people he's from Chicago Mm -hmm. because his family's from Chicago. But same era where it's like you just don't want to be connected to that because it's just Mm -hmm. fucking everything you see on TV is, you know, these people are evil and the kids start hearing it and then they start... The kids in our neighborhood knew my mother's Iranian. I mean, obviously, they'd come over to the house. That wasn't a big deal. But I think we probably mentally detached for that reason. I mean, well, I don't know if- yeah. And I mean, I think I think that e- that probably lasted even longer. Because I remember, like, even when I was growing up and I would come. Because we would come. My mom's family is, is American. So we would come yeah. for the summers. We would come to the U.S. Because my mom really wanted to make sure that our English was good. Uh, right. So so we would come here for to the U.S. And I would always be really ashamed. Yeah. I would feel really ashamed to be be that I you know lived in Mexico and was Mexican and I never ever I would try to like hide that whole thing as much as possible yeah and try to convince people that I was one of them you know by the way I talked and looked and right you know well you know I'm also kind of from California even though like I was not yeah like, at all yeah you know but I I get that because there was a certain amount of shame it's not like today where it's yeah, it's also where like southern california has a huge iranian population yeah it does and had we moved there then it's possible it would have been no big deal right right this area has a pretty sizable one but you know amongst kids in school not so much right. you know, adults yeah but there weren't like families iranian families everywhere raising kids right. so yeah i mean in la it's like I bet it's like no big deal at all. Yeah, so. I have a, I have a lot of, but even so, like even even on the West Coast, I mean, even with Latin stuff, like my college roommate, whose name is Maria Dominguez, yeah, you know, when which is says a lot about our school <laughs> that they put Maria Dominguez and Elena Torres in the same dorm, <laughs> right? And they didn't look at our roommate forms at all. They're they'll like, get along. They'll get. By the way, they were totally right. She's one of my best friends. Uh, but, right. <laughs> but we knew it. Yeah, but Maria came in and her parents were speaking in Spanish. Yeah. And I was talking to her parents in Spanish and then, but she doesn't speak. Yeah. She understands it and will answer in English, but like refuse That's to speak. That's very Mexico. That's yeah. very Mexican. San Which, and refuse Ugh. to speak because there's a lot of shame involved yeah. with yeah. that. Like one of the big criticisms that Salma Hayek gets in Mexico is that Salma Hayek, you know, started making it in Hollywood and then it was like, peace out, Mexico. Yeah. Like she doesn't even call it out that much. She let, she never goes back, you know, never, you know, she's like very, it was a certain amount of shame yeah. involved with being... Yeah, it's like... I, Carmen. Carmen's in San Antonio right now. Oh, speaking Spanish all over the place. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Working. Gillian Anderson, the actress Gillian Anderson, grew up in England, and when she's back in England doing interviews, she has a British accent. Really? And when she's here, she has an American accent. If my mother's around That's other Jamaicans, her Jamaican accent turns back on, but if she's not, it goes away. It goes... Yeah, just yeah. certain words. There's a video on YouTube of Gillian Anderson. Doing talk shows in England, One, and she's two, three. <laughs> she's got the accent. That's like Josh's mom. Josh's mom is from South Africa, and her accent's like different every time you doctor. Like, like, <laughs> right. like some days it's really South Africa, other days it's more American. It's everywhere. Yeah, depends on what she's listening to. Exactly. Yeah, you, you want to listen for the word kefa. If she says kefa, just <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that mean? Yeah, that's uh, that's their version of nigger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But without an ER at the end, I got the A. Guffa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't go through truth and reconciliation, huh? Didn't, no. didn't do that? Yeah. 
Do we get any emails about the about the We gold got we comments. I don't think we got any emails. We got all comments though. Yeah. Um on Patreon and Twitter actually. We did get some tweets. Uh because last Thursday's episode uh, had people buzzing. Yes it did. About the possible watch the throne collab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Between uh, you know Mike B and Romaine, well, first of all, on Monday's episode we had a couple comments last week. Monday was the Frederick Douglass episode. Raphael said, "Bro, when that woman was calling Orangutan a king, she reminded me of my sister, with whom I can no longer have regular conversation with. I am the devil, and Trump is the savior of Christianity, according to her." What? She has never set foot outside of Africa, by the way, and she's amongst the Trump fan base in Nigeria, cause. Because Obama only cared about gay people. Ah, okay. I could drop a story or two from my evangelical days when I was no different. George W. was the man back then because he was anti-LGBTQ. Mm. Probably mighty popular in Nigeria. I was a crowd control volunteer at church and saw a lot of crap. It was just one big cult worshiping white supremacy. I have spoken. By the way, even the current immigration ban on Nigeria is interpreted as Trump going after the current administration led by an idiot who happens to be Muslim. So it's unsurprisingly has support from Trumpites, the Nigerian government and elite. Fela Kuti's song about religion continues to be proven correct every single day. That's interesting. So they have, when Trump wants to ban people from Nigeria, the people there see it as Trump going after their idiot government. And they're, mm. I guess, in that they sort of twist their minds around to, to be okay with it. Because they're so angry at their own government yeah. that they're just like, yeah, at least someone else notices how yeah. shitty they are. That's interesting. Because their leader is Muslim and they think Trump is going after that Muslim. Right. Uh, Brooklyn Shoebabe says, Mike B., I forgive you for I forgive your Frederick Douglass flub. It could have been worse. Five years ago, I was a Girl Scout leader. And for every holiday, I did scouting programs around it. I asked this girl if they knew who MLK Jr. was. And there was crickets. Suddenly, my oldest daughter raises her hand, and I internally sigh with relief. She was one of two black girls and the oldest in the troop at 10 years old. When I called on her, she shouted, he freed the slaves. <laughs> I had failed as a black parent. Um, Martin Luther King did not free the slaves, everybody. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. A white man. Mm-hmm. That's actually a Mr. Show episode. A white man set them free. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, Thursday's episode... This was the one with all the music on it. So Brooklyn Shoebabe says, I feel Romaine's pain anytime you all discuss religion, but I appreciate what he says because the brainwashing and hypocrisy is real. And I say that as a person who calls herself a Christian. I started attending a women's Bible study group in my neighborhood to meet new people since I am still fairly new in this hood. One day we were studying the book of Isaiah and it led to the timeline of the second coming and the rapture. The idea is that we don't know when it's coming and some people would be left behind, etc. Since I grew up without a formal religion or in a church, I asked, how do you know if we're not the left behinds and the rapture already happened? You would have thought I said they killed infants. You can't question <laughs> even the most liberal churches. Sigh. And then uh, Brooklyn Shoe Babe says, Mike B, trying to keep us woke. Hear me now. Hey, what happens when you pose a good, uh, like in a church setting, if you pose like a good question? Oh. They just ignore you? No, they, there's a couple of questions they could. They, there's a couple of answers that they can hit you with. Like, uh, give me a give me a good question. Well, let's say what she said. This was not even necessarily a question, but she said, "How do you know we're not if we're not the left behinds and the rapture already happened?" 
Well, listen, the Lord, the Lord will provide the answers for you that yeah. you need to know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look to the Lord. See how easy that was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, see how, you see how it kind of goes in a loop? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a whole sort of double speak where it's like, these are the rules you should live by. Right. This is the Bible. Um, and then you say, well, what about this? And they're like, you're not meant to know things. Like, well, what about all these That's rules right. you just gave That's me? That's right. Uh, so, that is. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> Raphael says cocaine is a hell of a drug. Was all I kept saying to myself on the cocaine rhyme. That's candy coated cocaine. Candy coated cocaine. Then pull it to the side. Y'all had me in stitches. I'm just going to be singing. Pull it to the side all week. Juices and berries. Y'all not ready for this conversation. I was laughing. I got startled by a sister in a mohawk smoking in a random corner, staring excitedly and smiling at me. She wasn't ready for this conversation. <laughs> What are you looking at? What is this? Oh, 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 oh. That's this a reference to Monday. Oh, okay. Got that's it, Monday it. reference. Right. That's her. We got to get through all these comments. There's a lot she of She just them. had another one. Raphael also says, don't even get me started on cornered, on corned beef cans. Nobody's ready for that conversation either. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a, I've seen corned beef. You found corned beef? I don't think I've ever had corned beef. Chipotle potted meat? No. What is that? Okay. That's meat in a pot. (laughs) It's meat in a little little can. I've had spam. It's like, uh, just it's just processed meat. Meat, and I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Meat product. In a a can that you buy on a shelf in a grocery store. That that shit you walk right by, right by the spam. Spam's on some different shit now. They got all kind of flavored spams. Bacon and, spam. Ugh, spam, yeah. spam to me is one of one of the grossest things that spam exists. Spam and eggs is good, baby. Ugh, no, uh, ugh, no, 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 no. Spam I can't. and eggs is good. I, I can make it for you that you like it. Nope, nope. You nope. haven't had my spam and eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. They used to make a product called Steakums. You don't know about that. Steakums? No. They, they make, make Steakums. You know about Steakums. They make Steakums. They still make Steakums. They don't make Steakums. I'm pretty sure they're still Steakums. They don't still make Steakums. I'm going to Google Steakums. It was flat. Flat steak meat. It's literally <laughs> just, just cancer meat. Put just in a pan and fry it. <laughs> That's not much different from when you go to a restaurant and get a steak and cheese. Nope. Some of them have they pull them out of the freezer. They're thicker. They're more steak high them. quality. Ugh, it ain't no. no different than a. Uh, yeah, steak them. You can buy them at Walmart. They still make steakums. Yeah, I didn't make steakums anymore. They got them on the website. Got to go to Walmart. Pick me up a. Are there, is a package still flat? Little flat box of steakums. <laughs> yeah, steak them. Slice steak. Yep. You put that shit on a pan. Steak them. So just cook it. Well, you're supposed to cut it up. Make a cheesesteak. Make it. a cheesesteak out of it. That's what she, when I worked at a restaurant no, that sold cheesesteaks. It was steakums. <laughs> it wasn't steakums. It was a higher, but it was like flat, frozen. Yeah, I don't even know if it's real steak. To tell you the truth, I think like no. I'm sure it was not. I'm sure it was not food. <laughs> <laughs> sure Soiling green. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that it's wasn't people. <laughs> yeah, steakums are are they're out there. Steakums. Ugh. Yeah, you see them shits. I'm um, maybe they have a snarky Twitter feed. We don't know Pot- about potted meat steakums. Uh, the little hot dogs. I can't think of the name of them. Vienna sausages. Vienna sausages. Ugh. I never liked those. They're too drippy. Yeah, I never, I never liked it. You eat any of this shit? No. Mexico. They, you grew up in Mexico. They ain't having, y'all ain't having, yeah, we ate. Real, I mean, it was always real meat. Sometimes, who yeah. knows what animal the taco meat was from? <laughs> right, but it was from an animal. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's another good one? Tasha says on uh, on the comments, "Pull it to the side." Hey, I'm gonna bust a slow woke wine to this later. Whatever y'all were sipping on, I need some of that. Hashtag great episode. Hashtag. Uh, yeah, that episode reminded me of uh, no Doctor Umar, Mike P. Johnson. That episode reminded me of Mick Slide. 
the mink slide episode, the the infamous mink slide yeah. episode. And she says Romaine Tresvent. <laughs> Romaine <Yeah>. Tresvent. <laughs> Alicia says, OMG, I was not prepared for these impromptu songs with these infrared crypto beats. I'm literally crying tears at work while listening. The beats are amazing as usual, but these lyrics and militant conspiracies are hysterical. Instant classic episode, period. Uh, Juwan says, one of the better one-two punches of episodes I've ever heard from you guys. Had me singing Pull It to the Side to myself all day. Yep, Pull It to the Side. Damn, um, last week sounds like it was fire. <laughs> it was a Thursday, yeah. Look, I, I missed out. That's a Thursday podcast, it's still up. too. That's a Thursday That's podcast. That's a free one. Ryan says, okay, this Hotep freestyle had me dying. Every time I hear C, I feel C, my C, C. pineal gland decalcifying in real time. Move C. over, Gil Scott Heron. Heron, here comes Furious Styles P. C, C, C. Tamika says, I cannot. I had to stop and lean against the wall. I was laughing so hard. On my pancake says, those crypto beats were hard. I know that's the last time Mike B brings up his gym routine on the show. <laughs> uh, I just asked some questions. <laughs> Andy and Randolph came through like the Gainesville PD. They drug him out of the car and had him face down on the pavement. The white man is trying to keep us all in check. <laughs> check equals Nike. Nike equals Kobe. See? 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 And Ka just responded with a bunch of laugh emojis. See? 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 Um, yeah, I've got some Kobe numerology. It popped in my Give head. Give it to it. Hold Let's on. It. All right. So that conversation. I was, I was going to say this last week, but I didn't want to interrupt the music. But last week we had six beats from Infrared Crypto. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four of us on the podcast. Six times four is 24. Okay, easy. But Kobe numerology. Then he sent us a seventh beat. Yes. So that throws that all out of whack. Right, right. Seven beats. Kobe wore, uh, the Kobe's highest scoring game ever was 81. Eight minus one? Seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not done. And he doesn't write oh, this oh, down, sh- by the way. Oh, this, shit. It pops into my head. Yeah. <laughs> Eight plus one. 81 is the highest scoring game. Eight plus one is nine. Yeah. Nine is the German word for no. There were nine people on that helicopter. <laughs> see, see. What did we all see. say when it crashed? No. no. See, 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 see. see? Y'all are wow. for this conversation. I'm not done. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Let's look at that word no. <laughs> N is the 14th letter of the alphabet. O is 15. 14, 1, 4. 15, 1, 5. 1 times 4 is 4. 1 times 5 is 5. 4 plus 5, 9. Back to 9. <laughs> Back to 9. Take that word no, flip it around, O-N, on. What are we recording right now? Three guys, on. On. See? Uh, and this this one is my masterpiece. This one coming up is my masterpiece. If, if people don't call me doctor after this one, I don't, I'm, I don't know what to do. Kobe wore two numbers in the NBA, eight and 24, right? Eight, two, four. Just put that over here. Put a pin in that. Kobe idolized Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan also wore two numbers in the NBA, 23 and 45, 2, 3, 4, 5, right? 8, 2, 4, and then over here, 2, 3, 4, 5. 8 plus 2 plus 4, 14. 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5, 14. I rest my case. Four, yeah. 14. Drop the mic. 1 plus 4, 1 plus 4 is 5. Kobe won five titles. See, see, I am see. now, I'm a doctor. I am now. I have completed my medical training. <laughs> Dr. Andy Kahn. I'm going to be, oh. I'm gonna be selling. Anymore. It's Dr. Andy Kahn. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm going to be selling healing That's, oils yeah. and berries after my shows now. 
It's Dr. Andy Kahn. I've Kahn. cured many that's, that's diseases. That's out of control. See? Yeah. See? See? That's out of control. It's Kobe numerology. Yeah. <laughs> See? It all started because the episode where we talked about Kobe was episode 897. 8 plus 9 plus 7 is 24. Oh, shit. <laughs> See? See? Oh, shit. See? It's See? everywhere. See? It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. See? Huh? Huh? The more See? you think huh? about it, the more you realize it's all right. connected, man. It's right. all connected, man. How can his jersey numbers add up to 14 and Michael George's jersey numbers add up to 14, Right? <laughs> right? Because we're all we're all connected, man. It's all connected, yeah. man. I just went to Twitter to get our tweets from last week, and I saw that Farrakhan is trending. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. Farrakhan is trending. Farrakhan is trending. Did he die? I don't think he died. What did he do? Um, well, Reese was sending me some work stuff I was looking at on Twitter, but it didn't didn't say anything about Farrakhan. <laughs> okay, well, someone posted a video. Let's see what this video is, real quick. This is from. Uh oh, we were everywhere. Fer- How old is Farrakhan these days? Old enough. I've been watching the uh that the help of so many that came forward brought the nation back. Well, there's nothing going on here. I thought he was doing some Kobe numerology. Yeah, there's a lot. Go- I don't know why Farrakhan is trending. Sometimes it takes a, f- a few scrolls to get to it. Oh, uh, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan breaking down the original seal of the United States of America. Watch live now. What? What is going on here? Oh, that's that's old. That's old school conspiracies. Hey, Minister Lewis Farrakhan talking about his grandson's trials and his basketball journey because of wearing the name Farrakhan on his jersey. All right. I think his grandson. Why is, is he trending? Well, here's a son of Virginia. His grandson plays at Virginia. His name is Farrakhan. How is 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 Farrakhan one of these guys who like had kids when he was like seventy? Probably he's in his he's got to be in his mid eighties at least. Islam man, point, right? You know the rule: any woman you marry or procreate with half a man's age plus seven. Okay, more numbers. Yeah, I did, I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's the rule: half a man's age plus seven. Minister Khadija Farrakhan greetings to Savior's Day in Detroit. She looks old. She don't look as old as him, but she looks older. Well, apparently he's giving a speech somewhere and it's trending. So. Yeah. Well. It's just he gave a speech. We'll see. Um, we got some tweets, though. We got some tweets last week about the Thursday episode primarily. Uh, you could you could hear it. Well, I'm, I'm scrolling back. You could see um, where people were in the episode. If you still want to fuck with Farrakhan, I suggest you watch the Who Killed Malcolm X special. I still haven't seen that on Netflix. I have not watch seen that on Netflix either. and ask yourself if you should you still be fucking with this dude. As soon as I'm done with Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Season two. Priorities. Which is great, by the way. I'm so behind on everything. Oh on my TV. god. Nar- Narcos Mexico. It's like as soon as as soon as they gave that show to the Mexicans, it just got wildly <laughs> better. It was just like, listen, this is our area. Just let right. us take over. Stand back. Yeah, just entertainment and drug dealing <laughs> stuff. Just give that to us and they they're they're killing it. Why are there all these fat guys and skinny girls walking around yeah, everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it works, all right? It's just we we got this. <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna sample some of the tweets here. Uh Keith Blair says, Old Mike B, I need real talk for you to put together a workout program. Also, Old Mike B, after Thursday's episode, it's a gif of a woman sweating and drinking water. He was sweating. She said, said, well. Keith says, hear me now. Putting in that work, Armlington, Gainesville. That's a new one. 
And then Karen, Karen from Blackout Tips posted about candy coated cocaine. She also said, "I wanted a whole ass song of Mumble Mouth. I'd put that on my Ratchet Ass mumble Songs mouth. playlist. Mumble Mumble Mouth, Mumble Mouth, Mumble Mumble. You got mouth. a Mumble Mouth. Mumble Mouth. Uh, Chad says, "Pretty sure that's how I ended up with diabetes, candy coated cocaine." <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, there is the, that's the best way of getting the sugars. Uh, and Karen says, "Pull it to the side" is now my new jam of 2020. Pull to the side uh, covers a lot of ground for a lot yeah. of people. It can be interpreted any way you want. Yeah. I think we know where he's going with that. I think we know where you're going. Yeah. I think I know what you, we were laying down. Uh, Dominique said, I listened on Monday because Gang Gang, but here's a free episode. She linked it again. She listened. To, uh, she posted how, on Thursday. This is, having a woman on the podcast is interesting because we get to ask these kind of questions, but I can never think about a polite way to phrase it. It doesn't have to be polite. How Let's do women just feel about pulling it to the side? Is it a sexy move for women? Like you don't is have it to you don't have comfortable. to she she shits off just <laughs> just pull it oh oh just oh literally pull it I was like what are you pulling you it to the side she shits off just pull this to the side let's it depends on what it depends on the underwear I guess so it like you know if it's really Some tight big grannies then I guess not. Yeah, it depends. It's if, a lot if, of fabric to get. Yeah, exactly. If you just have, if you just have, <laughs> if you just have like a little thong on there, those are like made to but get that, pulled. But yeah, to the that's yeah, that doesn't count. You know, a thong sure. doesn't count. Well, it, it counts. I mean, if that's what you're wearing, but it's nothing. It's, easy. it's nothing to. There's nothing really to pull. Yeah, like thong. if if it's something like with a lot of fabric, French cut panties. Then because then it starts to like chafe. Yeah. And like that's not comfortable. But I'm if a you, French, I'm a French cut guy. I like French cut panties. If you're, if you've got a thong on, it's. I mean, that stuff's meant to go to the side. It's yeah. meant to not. Yeah, yeah I guess it's, it's a matter of how comfortable it is. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's for the all woman, because yeah. the man is perfectly comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It, it just depends on how much on how much chafing there is. Right. If there's mm-hmm. if it's a pair of underwear that's fine with it. Whatever. Someone should make like a chafe free. I guess side the grannies ain't gonna get it done. There, there, there is plenty of. Underwear out there that's just made to be manipulated, <laughs> yeah. however yeah. Right. you'd like it to yeah. be manipulated in those moments. Yeah, this is why I don't. When um, see, this is the kind of conversation that comics will have in a green room. Yeah, and uh, that's why we were talking on Monday's podcast about work work zones. I can remember having a conversation in a green room um, before one of the improv showcase shows. Uh, Women are ruled out of this conversation. The women were on the show were ruled out of this conversation, by the way. Okay. Whose dick would you be willing to take out and help pee? Whose dick would you... Now, women are ruled out of that conversation because y'all will do it with no qualms (laughs) because women are caring and they'll just do it. So this is a question just for men. Whose dick would you be willing to take out and help pee? Out of who, like in your life? Yeah, but, but, so we had to put caveats on it. Your family is out. I have questions. Your father, <laughs> your father, brothers out. Okay, father and brothers are out. Okay, it's okay, so like who? Which of your so uh, which now of your friends? Okay, so from there now, who are you willing to do it for? Now is that a big deal? I mean, if some if needs you to had pee. seen the dis the discomfort in the men in that room, you'd realize that yeah. It is the thing is though, thing is though, pulling and like, uh, are there gloves involved? Nope. Tongs? Nope. Oh, uh, no tongs? You have that big much of a thing nope. just to like touch another guy's dick is like yeah, that that's really? A, that's a that's a line that guys don't want to cross. Touching another Even dick. Even if it's someone who's like having a problem and he just needs to pee, just touch This is why the girls were ruled out. This is why. I don't see why it's that's like, a big women deal. Women don't get to speak on this one because, because you know, it doesn't why, make you gay because why all will do it. Why should there now be two people with a problem? See? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh you can just fucking figure it out yourself, buddy. That's I'll terrible. see you on the other side. 
<laughs> See, that's, that's what we, terrible. That's why we rule the women out. But <laughs> also, this is but there's two things going on here because the guy who needs help isn't going to feel comfortable asking his friend or whoever so he's to just gonna pull piss his himself? dick out. Yeah. Rather than being he's like going to work out a system of pulleys and levers. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to figure it out. Yeah, like I said, your your father and your brother are out. They're out. And even if it's like your best friend since you were little kids, it's like like a brother and like the guy's having a tough time and just needs some help. Well, why would you want to end the friendship now? Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't be friends now <laughs> after that. I um, don't go as far as Andy on that one. I'd be one I'm just playing. But here's but here's uh, where, like guys are naked around each other all the time, like locker room and all that bullshit, bro. That's like, a little weird like, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like I feel like guys are naked, walking around naked around each other culturally a lot more than girls are. I think there's a. T- I don't know about so, that. Like, y'all don't get naked in the locker room. Y'all may not get as naked as men. Do. Not as that. We don't. But walk- women do shit like women grab each other on titties and ass all the time. And yeah, who cares? Men don't do that. But like, but like men walk around the locker room like just dick flopping out, and like women. I think there's a. But no one's grabbing at the dick. There's a thing about the touch. Yeah. yeah. It's no just one it, but little, women just grab each other. Like I say, women grab each other deal. on the titties all the time. They grab each other on the ass all the time. Girl, your ass looks so good. They'll grab each other on the ass. Yeah, like shit. if my friend needed, you know, her boobs to be moved for some or yeah. squeezed. I don't know. Even I just had a kid. She needs the boobs squeezed yeah. to get the milk out because she's in pain. Like, sure. No, I mean. Yeah, I have said more than, uh, nothing makes me laugh more than walking by and grabbing a dude's butt that I know. Ugh, it's hilarious. <laughs> just watching their yeah. face <laughs> the, the freak out it's yeah. hilarious I mean nothing makes me <laughs> well guys do that thing too in sports where they'll slap each other's ass yeah that's right there's you know? all kinds of like homoerotic undertones yeah. that go on in man to man no there's not but <laughs> you don't talk about it <laughs> having the conversation maybe is worse than doing the thing um yeah I don't know I don't the thing about pulling the dick out because now I'm thinking about it uh it's the it's the uh, what if they want more? What if they're like, you gotta get my balls out of there too, you know? Some people I think would willing be willing to pull the dick out, but they don't want to touch the balls. Like there are lines that are way too far for a lot of dudes. I mean, how much touching of the dick do you really have to do just to help you somebody? You gotta get pee? in and help somebody pee, because if not, the pee's going everywhere. So you gotta get in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess for dudes, it's a, I really don't think that's a big deal. Like you're just helping a you're helping a friend out. It's like you have a dick. You know what it's like to have a dick. Just because you're touching another dick to help somebody out doesn't make doesn't yeah. mean anything. On paper, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You can intellectualize it, and yeah, it makes sense. But uh, the the action, a lot of guys. But here's the thing. I think if a lot of guys are thrown into that situation, they they would do it. I don't yeah, think of you know. I don't think they would think it. But sitting back, thinking about it, detached you from it, you would let your boy just piss himself. Yeah, they would, they would, they would do it, but then they'd be like, "This stays between us forever, bro. Right. No one can ever know." Look, I'm gonna help you piss, but I'm not gay. I just, <laughs> I can't look at you the same. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not gay either, man. We're not gay. Yeah. We're not gay. I just got a full bladder. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't have the use of my hands right now. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg is now claiming that there's inconsistencies in the Nevada Democratic Party's counting of the votes. Yeah, I saw that Bitch earlier. Ass. Oh yeah. Uh, we're recording on Sunday. Bitch ass. Uh, a couple more tweets real quick. Your mama said, <laughs> that's the Twitter name. My God, episode 902 is an instant classic. Y'all were on one. Um, another tweet from Kazumiwani. I hope I said that right. Pull it to the side is so far the funniest podcast episode of 2020. 
Mike B is sock puppet number one, but you're only ready for that conversation. <laughs> I'm ready for that conversation. We're not ready for that conversation. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, Pinoyer V. Neff said, pull it to the side, instant classic. Furious Styles P. Someone changed their username to a reference to that podcast. Bruh, I can't with all, with y'all this week. I can't finish the episode because I keep running back. Candy coated cocaine, mumble mouth, uh, which I res- resonate to as a country ass n word. White devil and pull it to the side. When are we getting a Romaine Mike album? We need this. Uh, I can just recut all those songs and just and <laughs> put them out individually. Yeah, just <laughs> that's true. See what happens. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of tweets. Those were the ones I just happened to see right now. I'm not gonna go through the whole Twitter feed, but. If you guys haven't listened, go back to listen to episode 902. It's called Pull It to the Side. There was a lot happening. Oh, it's fantastic. There was a lot happening, yeah. And and also, uh, shout out to Infrared Crypto for sending us the beats. And the Jews have a weather machine. The Jews have a weather machine. Don't forget that. I heard that once. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget that. Uh, Infrared Crypto is local. Is he? I think he's a DC guy. Okay. So, I mean, if if there's going to be a collab. Get him in a room together. Romaine. Yeah, Romaine could do something, I'm sure. Well, yeah, Romaine's a musician, too. Yeah. They can get together, and we can get three guys on exclusive. He's a good musician. He can do something together. Collaboration, and uh, see what happens. I think he's local. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's local. Romaine is local. Mike B. <laughs> also the non-rapping local. Mike B. Free Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Free Spain. Free my man Spain. So, yeah, three guys on a Gmail, uh, or if you comment on Patreon, we'll always read the Patreon comments. And if you tweet at us, we'll see them. Sometimes like them and retweet them, and we'll sometimes read them as well. So that's how you get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Where are we at, brother? Hour five. Wow. Let's bring this home shortly. Shortly. We're going to do a couple more things to bring this home. Uh, Elena, as an actress and a writer, what did you think of um, Trump going? Well, I already know what you thought. But oh, the, the parasite thing? Parasite, yeah. I actually was wanted to talk about that today because I, that I thought was like it's – Honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the most dangerous things he's ever said. And he said a lot of really dangerous stuff. Like when really? he starts Why fucking. Why do you believe that? Well, because one, he started talking about art. And art goes into free speech. And art is in a lot of ways is educational. Did you guys see Parasite? Of course. Not yet. Parasite? My wife rented it. We, my got top. it for, we got it for two days, but I think it expires tomorrow. I'm going to have to watch it tonight. It's my top movie for. Um, 2019. It's excellent. It's it's one it's one in one a with loose l u c e with loose. I, which I still haven't seen. Two top movies that I saw. Last yeah, year. I th- I mean it's any given day I can, I can waffle between one or the other. It's excellent and it's about um, wealth. It's about class. Though. It's about class and about and class. and wealth disparity basically, yeah. and I think it's a movie that that is important in. in the world today and the fact that he criticized it because it's made by foreigners especially when the u.s industry i think is getting so corporate and mm-hmm. so ridiculous in a way that that it's hard to get movies made in the u.s that are really coming from a, an artistic standpoint where you're trying to say something other than like who am i going to sell tickets to mm-hmm. and so rejecting any art that's foreign in that way, I mean, it's just that's just bullying someone for not being white, basically, was what with no, I mean, he doesn't even pretend to have some sort of political reason to be bullying them for this. It was well, just he does like, have a political reason, though. There's I mean, he does, but he's not even pretending. He's, he's just hating just because they're Korean, then the movie can't be good. Yeah. 
and the movie shouldn't win just because it's Korean. Like I think that's real. That's a really, really dangerous rhetoric. That nothing in the U.S. should be accepted if it's not American. Which his view of American is white. Like that. I right. I found that really dangerous. That's why Michigan. And then he brought in Gone with the Wind into the conversation. That's right. Like whatever happened to that classic from yeah. sixty-five years Gone ago? Yeah. They, Gone with the Wind, the book as well as the movie are propaganda. They're racist propaganda. That movie has right. gone. That movie. That movie and book went far towards solidifying um, the myth of of uh, the genteel South. Right, right. It, it glamorizes. It glamorizes the 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 U.S. South, right. and and, and you empathize South. with a white Southern person in in you. the Civil War, which has all kind, and like the fact that he used that as the example. Yeah. I just think the whole well, it's purposeful. thing. It's purposeful done. Purposely. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was extremely yeah. dangerous, and I'm surprised. Like there were, I mean, there were alarms that went off. Like, every, but we're also used to the stuff that he says, but I thought that that was like people one of the scariest like, things he said so far. People don't like to talk about race in this country and race is, race is not a deal breaker. Right. Hence Donald Trump. So alarms didn't go off because people don't see it. They like, he says, they just mentioned Gone with the Wind. Oh, I like that movie. Listen, there are people who get married on plantations. There's somebody who's getting married on a plantation this weekend. Right. The reason why is because of movies like Gone with the Wind. Right. <laughs> so they think it's okay to get married on a plantation. You're getting married at a concentration camp. That's right. <laughs> That's what you're getting married at. Picturesque yeah. concentration yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rolling Hills. Concentration camp. The ground is literally soaked with blood. Not even hyperbole. The ground is yeah. soaked with blood. That's where you're getting married at. But you saw it in Gone with the Wind, or you read about it in Gone with the Wind. One of the two, not to mention all the other movies that have glorified the South, all the cartoons that have glorified the South. Right. And you think it's okay. So when he yeah. says that, it's past the dog whistle. That's a. This is what we. I think a good movie should be. It should be a movie that yeah. big ups whiteness. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. Titanic is a treaty about white love. It just yeah. is. Ain't no people yeah. of color in Titanic. No. <laughs> the well, name. there's no people in color in many, yeah. many, many a movie yeah. for it's many, a, many years. It's a movie about which, white love. It's white love. Not no other type of love except white love. You know, and those are the those are the things that are in his mind are this is what should be. Yeah, it's really scary because it start. I mean, and it also starts to get into like freedom of press and, you know, all the, you know, in dictatorships, certain art isn't yeah. allowed. Yeah. Right? And that's, you start getting into this sort of repressive mm -hmm. rhetoric. And I think it's really, really dangerous, especially when the movie is so good. Like yeah. finally the Academy Awards yeah, really picked a movie that's great. Like yeah. it's huge progress for them because a lot of years they've, it's been political yeah. and the best movie hasn't even made it through. But the fact right. that I think it's the most progressive, that's something in a different language. You pick a fantasy like Driving Miss, like, uh, Driving Miss Daisy or um, a racial fantasy, Driving Miss Daisy right. or uh, The Green Book. Yeah, yeah. Those Green are Book racial wins. fantasies. They're not real. Right, right. Like Green Book wins. But then yeah. this year you have something. It's a, To me, I thought it was like really great and really progressive. And like finally, truly sort of like the best man won or whatever, you know, yeah. the best man or yeah. woman or whatever that, you know, the best movie won. And then the fact that he's going to shit on it just because it's foreign, I think is really, I mean, it's just, it's just really, really mm -hmm. dangerous. And just the acceptance of like anybody different 
shouldn't be given any sort of award in this country. Nope. And the fact that he that people cheer that on yeah. at the rally, that they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, that's- Speak English, God damn it. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But you know. we, don't, we don't tell the people who are family members of those people and who accept those people. Well, that's just their, that's just the way they feel. Yeah. You know, we were just having a discussion earlier, my wife and I, about- one of her people she knows is a Buttigieg supporter, mm-hmm. right? Like, for what? Okay, for what? Tell me what, why are you a supporter of him? Mm-hmm. What? He cannot get elected. He cannot get the nomination. I keep saying it. He cannot... Get the nomination of the Democratic Party because black people are not fucking with him. Period. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what is it about this guy that makes you think I'm going to keep throwing my weight behind him? He are you just not paying attention to what black people are telling you? Why are you not doing that? So it's it's not just it's not just Republicans. It's Democrats but in another way or liberals they do the same thing but just in, in another way nicer yeah. you know? there um there's a a segment on the daily show that they did a couple months ago where Roy Wood Jr gets he, he has a panel of black people and he sort of shows pictures of the candidate to each one of them to see you know how black people feel yeah. about each candidate and for Pete Buttigieg he did he just brought up a picture of white bread yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just kind of like, yeah, forget this. Uh, who cares? <laughs> like, cannot win. Amy Klobuchar, she cannot win. She has no chance. Yeah, no. So what are we talking about? What wh- what are you talking about? What that tells me is you don't give a fuck about what black people are telling you. You just don't. Even though you say you're an ally and all like this, you don't. You're not trying to convince me to vote for him. <laughs> you're really yeah. not. I you're, think that's kind of what people are hoping for. Yeah. Well, once people hear his message, they'll come around. Okay, right. we've heard it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've maybe not it. enough. It's not right. changing. So what? It's not changing. He's not done with the message. Yes, he <laughs> no, he's not, not done delivering changing. it. No, but so yeah. more speeches what? to come. Tell me what. He went to a black church today. Okay. Well, oh, he did. Yeah, oh. in there South Carolina. There you go. So he's trying to. He's trying to. It's what too more late. can you do? Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> you go to a black late. church. We have looked at your policies. You are a lightweight version of Cory Booker. So why isn't Cory Booker up there getting this type of love? What right. is it about this guy or Castro? Yeah. Yeah. You're like you're definitely a lightweight version of Castro. Yeah, he's a mayor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both mayors. They were mm-hmm. both mayors. So was Corey. He was a mayor of Newark. Mm-hmm. I compare him more closely to Corey only because he's Corey's also a Rhodes Scholar. Because that's always held out. We know he's a Rhodes Scholar. He's a really smart guy. I'm like, yes, yeah, so is Corey Booker. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so is Corey Booker. You know, he's a Rhodes Scholar. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He was a mayor, and he now and then he's a senator. So, what's the difference? I think Buttigieg has, um, he's an empty suit yeah. is what he is. And so he says so many just like general platitudes, mm-hmm. people can project a lot of things onto him. Right. And so they can say, I like the way he talks about this. He gives me a good feeling when he talks about that. He's the youngest guy in a field full of really old people. Yes. And Jeez. so a lot of it's people- not an s- asset. But optics wise, in this case, yeah, optics wise, he stands out because 
You had that he guy. Sounds different. Cory Booker. He doesn't have a shaky yeah. voice. He doesn't <laughs> stammer. He doesn't have. He doesn't get lost for words the way the rest of them seem to at times. Right. With the exception of Warren, she's still yeah, she's she's a pretty sharp. But firebrand. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Warren's got no problem finding she's words. A yeah. Firebrand. Yeah. She's coming for you. <laughs> but people, I think he's he's so general. People can just kind of project whatever they want onto him and say, I like the way he's he feels about the economy. Well, how does he feel? I don't know. You know, like they just, <laughs> yeah. they get a good feeling. He he has those intangible things. Yeah. But he doesn't have the tangibles. He's also, he also looks like their family members. He said central casting. He don't look like yeah. mine. Yeah. He don't look like mine. Yeah. That's the he intangible like part. He yeah. he gives people a good feeling, a he welcoming feeling. look like on my wife's side. A familiar family. feeling. <laughs> he don't look like, right. They don't look like that. But they don't have to look like your family. They can look like a boss you used to like. Yeah. yeah you know? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And he don't look like none of that. But he's, to so somebody yeah. he does. And yeah. so. To a lot of white folks, yes. Yeah. To To us, no. He could be a neighbor you could. Anything. Anyway. He looks like the motherfucker who who is willing to let the cops run roughshod over us in the name of uh, order. Right. Order trumps law. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but I think a lot of people are just kind of attaching other things to Pete mm-hmm. Buttigieg, and there's not a lot of substance. I mean, he's got plans and he says things that are substantial, so to right. speak, but nothing that stands out. No. But you know, he stands out. Right. Just because the way he looks and his age and the way he can speak, he he's, he's basically pretty much jacking Obama's cadence. Right. right. There's been some split screen videos now of that where you can see it. I saw one today where it was like it's it's like a milk toast version of right. it, but right. you know he's he's doing that. And Booker kind of you could say did that a bit too, but Booker is not a young Here's white clean cut guy. Booker. Right. Booker, I've, we've all said it, myself, JL, Booker is, would be Barack Obama's younger, nerdier brother. Right. <laughs> is right. what he would be. That's who you see Cory Booker But the as. problem, the just problem smart, is. <laughs> just a little, just a little nerdier. He's a good dude, but he, but he's a herb, but he's a good dude. He's just a herb. The problem is, <laughs> he's a good, the, you can't follow in Obama's footsteps. Right. That's right. Because people don't want that. Right. The white people, anyway, who are looking at the candidates, don't want, they actually, it's bad to be too much like Obama. Buttigieg gives you all the charm and good feelings and all that without being, well, looking like him. Right. You know, and also he lacks substance, but yeah, he's just kind of a cult of personality at this point. It's just, you know, there's nothing really there. And he's going to stick around for a while because he'll always be sort of top right. three. He's going to pack. be in the politics for a while now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't, you're not going to, you're not going to win the nomination unless you figure out a way to, to clean up the things with black people, but you're not, everybody mm-hmm. will sell black people down the road. So what we have to figure out is they'll also do it to Mexicans. Yeah. So what we have to figure out is, and this being pragmatist, who's going to fuck us over the least. Right. You know? And uh, for my money, it's Elizabeth Warren. I've said this from the get-go. That's that's me. If Bernie Sanders gets the nomination. I'll happily vote for him. Happily, I'll happily vote for him. I will. I think he's going to end up getting it. I'll back him. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with this thing about. Well, he's going to run off. Man, I don't give a fuck about mainstream anything. There's no such thing as mainstream anything. Um, this it is what it is. I said after the election, politics in this country, like the, the politics as we know it are broken. Everything yes. was proven to be a lie. Everything this country talks about is a lie, right? Okay, everybody needs to decide 
what are we going to be moving forward? What the, what the Democrats want is to just move back to the status quo with a Joe Biden, a Pete Buttigieg, uh, Stacey Cl- uh, Klobuchar, I don't know what the fuck her name is. Amy, Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar. I should know that name. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Klobuchar. They just want to move back to the middle. That's why she keeps talking about, well, I can reach out to Midwest Republicans. I don't give a fuck about Midwest Republicans. She's trying I to play that bipartisan thing. Don't. I don't give a fuck about those people. I don't give a fuck about them. Are you not listening to the shit they're saying <laughs> about your party? And about people of color, man, fuck those people. Unless, of course, you don't give a fuck about these things also. And you feel more of a kinship with them than you do with the people in your own party. You know, I don't care about that. That's moving back to the status quo. I want movement forward. My opinion, Elizabeth Warren was a was a more of a positive move forward than Bernie Sanders. I find her to be smarter than Bernie Sanders. They kind of have the same I ideas. Agree. I just find her to be smarter than Bernie Sanders. But having said that, Bernie Sanders is a movement forward. <laughs> into a forcing us into a, another direction of where are we going to go as a nation we're going to go barack obama was a catac- was a was a gigantic step move forward and hillary clinton would have been another move forward and then whoever followed that would have been another move forward but of course this country doesn't like i shouldn't say this country white people in this country don't like steps forward because in their mind that means if we take a step forward then somebody else is going to get something can't have that so we got to retard that and move it back because if they start getting something then i'm going to lose something then i will lose my power can't have that got to push them back so you elected donald trump and that's why donald trump is on television talking about i don't like parasite yeah because it's another reminder of there are other things around this world that can produce things that are just as good if not better than what america produces yeah <laughs> you know and he can't he can't have that that's why you, you stop people from immigrating in this country because there's people who are just as smart out in this country, outside this country, who can come here and improve this country. But what about the white? If you let them happen, then what happens to the white people that are here? They're going to get well, also the, cast uh, to the side. That that's scale slides anyway because you shouldn't have to be an improvement to the country to come here. Right. People, right. the, the dream right. that right. they try to sell you is you're here to improve your life. Right. right, right. You know, right. you're here to improve your situation. And you come to this country because it offers you opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even that, when they say, like, we're only going to take their smartest, you're only going to take their lightest skinned people. Right. What you're you're going to try to brand it that way. We're going to take their more exceptional people, and you're going to freeze people out. It shouldn't be that way. It should There shouldn't be some kind of intelligence test or purity test if you're an immigrant. If whatever the system is, if you get into that system, you should be able to come here. And that's never been the, the the sales pitch for America is you'll help America, is you'll help yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, you'll help yourself get a better life. Also, Mayor Pete, I, I feel like the, uh, at some point people will decide they don't want a gay president. That's, I think, a big thing with him is that he, I think a lot of people don't even realize that he's gay at this point. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... The first lady will be a man. Yeah, man. I feel like it's. A, I feel like a lot of those people that are all for you know his right in the middleness, yeah. then find out he's gay and are like, uh oh. Yeah. What? Even if they don't I'm not so comforted anymore. Yeah, they might consider know? themselves pretty open-minded, but I think the idea of that might bother them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and I also think that's something that he's battling so hard is that yeah. he's he seems so that sort of like middle of the road easy because i think that's him sort of trying to cover up right or make up for 
right. the fact that he's gay. I was saying this to, I think I was talking to Dominic recently. I was like, if he just was the same guy in every other way except he had a lisp, he'd have a lot fewer votes. Yeah. If he had sort of any sort of outward gay characteristics, yeah. stereotypical, even if he just had a slight lisp when he talked that kind of, you know, you could kind of tell someone might be gay because right. of the, the cadence or the... That would disqualify him. Same issues, same ideas about the country, same road scholarship, same military record with a lisp, and he wouldn't get it. Right. You know, he has totally. to. He has to be vanilla. Yeah, and I feel like he works hard to be vanilla. Yeah. Just like Barack Obama did. Just to yeah, just like Barack mm-hmm. Obama did. And still does. Barack Obama's been making that deal his whole life. Yeah. And it got him all the way to the White House. By the way, I just saw a senator. Just today was posting about he's a senator, a congressman posting about Barack Obama needs to save. He needs to speak up before I've Bernie. Seen so many people say before that Bernie gets elected. I'm like, it's not his job, really. You want the black guy to save you? You first of all, you didn't support him fully when he was president for eight years, and he told you, leading up to the election, what to do, mm-hmm. and white America ignored him. Now you want to turn around and save him? Fuck you. This is your problem. Fucking fix it. Fix it. It's not for Barack Obama to fix this now. It's not. He has told you I'm not going to have nothing to say. I'm not going to influence this one way or the other. Pick somebody and I'll support that person. And I'm sure Barack don't like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. No. Bernie no Sanders. Democrat's going to like it the guy who's not a Democrat. Bernie no. Sanders floated the idea of trying to primary Obama in 2012. Yeah. He had to be talked out of it. Yeah. And there was tension with him and Obama after that because Obama knew, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how fucked up is that? He's the incumbent, yeah. first black president ever, and Bernie's like, I'm going to get him out of there. I'm going to get him out of office. You know? Yeah. So, but. But again, that's the thing of no one really respected Barack Obama, but now right. he's trying. Did you see the thing about Bernie jabbing his finger in the face of a producer? Yeah, there's no video of that, though, let right? Me tell you, let me tell you something. They just said he jabbed his finger. <laughs> let me tell you something. And he was saying something about MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. Listen to listen to me, old man. I suggest you take your fucking finger out of my face. <laughs> okay, yeah. you want to take your finger out of my face right now? That's what the fuck you want to do. And you better back up. I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to. Oh, someone yeah. thinks they already won the election. <laughs> I don't see any yeah. secret service around put here. Put your ass through this motherfucking wall. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck yeah. you think you're talking to, <laughs> you old motherfucker? Why? Cause you think you because you got a wet jumper? You think you can run up on me and jab your finger in my fucking face? Are you crazy? Yeah, but no range at his age. Yeah, he ain't <laughs> he's wet from like four feet. Yeah, yeah. he ain't got no range. I got a I got a twelve year old little girl. Who's good can hit from out the top of the key. <laughs> That's right. She's not putting her finger in your face, so he better not. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous where are we at hour 26 yeah, i thought you would have something to say about that Elaine. i'm glad, I you, did, glad you were here to talk yeah about yeah that. that i i was saving that because yeah, that was alarming yeah. to say the least yeah yeah watch the movie and it's, it's i gotta it's, watch it tonight it's insane how good it is yeah. like from every that, standpoint that and you need to see loose i think yes, someone I there's so much shit happening someone who uh like, what the fuck is this what the fuck i don't know if it was like someone who worked on parasite or somebody else tweeted uh about trump's comment they're like well he can't read yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Which is kind of true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Pete Davidson said that when Trump hosted SNL. He was like, he can't read. Like, we're yeah. sitting yeah. in the room reading through, and he actually can't read. Yeah. I, so, would, I wouldn't wow. think he could read. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean. And by the way, maybe we've learned from fucking Saturday Night Live and Jimmy Kimmel. Not Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Maybe we've learned. Maybe you shouldn't buddy up to people 
who walk around talking talking in these weird white supremacist ways. Yes. And not expecting them to not be the thing they're talking about because you all think this shit's a game. Like racism is a game. Why are you just saying that? It's not no. a fucking game, folks. Yeah. That's the thing about Fallon that I've never, like Tina Fey was like, well, you should be, I'm like, mm-mm. You're a grown man responsible for your actions, and you let a racist sit on your couch while your friends and your coworkers and your employees and your bandmate, the black ones, are standing 20 feet away from this fucking dude. Yeah. And you let him sit there and you tossed his hair. What am I to think of you moving forward if I'm in the roots? Yeah. I ain't going to fuck this money up. <laughs> well, know? I think he uh, came out and said maybe he learned from that. Yeah, well, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saturday Night Live, same shit. You put the motherfucker on. <laughs> and yeah. That's part host? of the reason that he, yeah, that's part of the reason he got elected. He just yeah. got a lot of coverage. I am sure they've asked Barack Obama to come and host. And I'm sure he said, no, not doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. Right. How about Michelle? <laughs> yeah. You better believe they've asked Michelle Obama to host. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Ask Melania. She'll fight. Well, Melania. Won't. No, Melania won't do it. Yeah, yeah. Melania won't do that. Don Jr. would do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. And he so would love would, to do that. Yeah, so would Ivanka, Ivanka would do it. Yeah. Because they, they, for all the shit they talk about Hollywood, they want to be a part of it. 100%. 100%. That's been his whole goal the whole time. Yeah. They want to be a part of it so desperately. Yeah. By the way, if you want to watch a thing about movies, before we wrap this up, there's a thing on about karate movies. On Netflix, the making of old-time karate movies, and there's a great thing about the Shaw Brothers Studio. It's just Run Run Shaw, who's a mm-hmm. well-known producer of all these old martial arts movies. Run Run Shaw and his brother, mm-hmm. Shaw Brothers. They based their studio on the Warner Brothers. Shaw Brothers, they had a whole, basically like a compound where they shot these shitty movies. Mm-hmm. They weren't even shitty movies. They were good movies, but they just shot them quick like telenovelas yeah, yeah they shot them like that the actors lived in dormitories right. you lived there all the time they, they lived there eight they couldn't train, leave and go I'm back sure. train there everything was done there you know the fight scenes were insane they were like oh you get hurt you get hurt yeah. <laughs> you know, shit like that and then you think about some of the acts they passed on like uh they had the option to, to sign bruce lee nope passed on <laughs> That's a, that gets crazy when you start looking at Hollywood history and all the stuff that ho- that different people in Hollywood have said no to. Right, they had option. Yeah. They had an opportunity to, to sign Jackie Chan. Passed on. Jeez. Two biggest stars in martial arts. Right, right. What were they not seeing? I don't who's, know. Yeah. Who's doing the scouting report? Two exactly. biggest stars in martial arts. Yeah, someone thought. fire that casting guy. Yeah. There was another studio. Is Golden America Harvest. ready for a Chinese guy named Bruce? Yeah. Golden Harvest. Doubt it. Golden Harvest snapped the two of them up. Mm. <laughs> Bruce Lee, the rival studio to. To them, right? The Warner, the MGM to Warner Brothers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Snap them up. The Shaw Brothers. Shaw Brothers. It's really interesting as a, as far as movie production. Yeah, watching, sure. Watching them. That's like when, uh, when Jordan got passed up in the draft, right? By the oh, Portland right. Trailblazers. Right. Passed him up. That could have changed the whole concept of the Trailblazers. Yeah. Tom Brady was like a fourth round draft yeah. pick too. Wasn't Six. He? Six yeah. round. Yeah. Six round. Six yeah. round draft pick. No one expected him to be more than just like a career backup. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't heralded. No. He was all doughy. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of the combine. <laughs> yeah, it happens, you know. I Bruce Lee maybe had a bad audition. By the way, that's I think right. that's a great name, Run Run. Yeah, <laughs> run, yeah. Run, run, run Run Shaw. Run Run Shaw. <laughs> and his wife was, a per, was she co-ran the studio with him, and she was a mean tyrant, according to all the mm. actresses that were there. <laughs> she was a, a mean-ass mean tyrant. tyrant. 
Yeah, and they made some of the greatest martial arts movies. Like 36 Chambers of Shaolin, which the, that movie forced me to watch that because that's on Netflix. Right. Mm. Because their movies had story. They weren't right. just people just, just fighting. fighting over. There was like a long, intense story right. and this, this soap operas on film with fighting in, in them. You know, and it was just the rise and fall of these movies and how they influenced, weirdly, how they influenced hip-hop. Interesting. A lot of the movements, the dance movements that come from hell come from those movies. That makes sense, actually. You know, and the way they they would walk out and approach each other, the two crews would approach each other. Uh-huh. Right. Said, if you go back and watch one of those movies, you'll you will see that. Like, this crew will walk up to this crew, and there'll be a face-off, and then they'll start fighting. Mm-hmm. It's exact same thing in, in dance battles. You walk up, they do the face-off, and they start fighting. <laughs> Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. So it was very That makes sense. Yeah. Check that out. I can't remember the name, but look it up. It's about kung fu. Oh, it just it whatever just happened. Sure. To dance bad. Whatever happened to sock hops? Yeah. Yeah. You know, gone with the wind. Sock hops. Sock hops. God. You know, like that's what, what happened I'm to cotillions. About. What happened to cotillions? Oh my right? god. Oh my that's god. That's what I'm used to. Jeez. All right. Oh, what happened to the Shaw brothers? They went into television soap operas. Oh, did they? That makes sense. <laughs> they, they lost the movie. The movie's kind of started getting away from them. The yeah, quality that fell makes down sense. And other studios started to rise. So they went into they went into television and soap operas. And Constant like production, low cost. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that sounds about that. right. Because <laughs> Golden Harvest started to take over. Yep. Yep. Know. Actors because at your Golden disposal Harvest at all times. Bruce Lee and right. Jackie Chan under, right. <laughs> under, under, under contract. So they started to rise, you know. And they just fell away. All right, people. I think this was a good podcast. We had a great yeah. time. I want to thank Elena once again for sitting thank with us. Thank you guys Always for having me. Always welcome to come anytime. Gotta thank you. Have to bring the baby at some point. My wife's going to be on you about that at some point. I'm oh, sure. yeah. She's had her shots now. So she's uh, she's uh, ready to go. I don't even want to talk shows. Did y'all want to talk shows? I don't want to talk shows. It's just fine. Hold on. Tonight, tomorrow, is it, if you're listening on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Well, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, now. go see uh, me at Magoobie's opening for Robert Kelly. That's right. in Timonium, Maryland. Magoobie's.com. Uh, and then next week, March 6th, I'll, I'm at Lorton, Lorton Workhouse Arts Center on Friday the 6th. So. All right. Let's there bring this one home. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks again to Elena. We appreciate you all as always. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Elena Torres. Hey, we're three guys on. More pickles and jars. We are out.